There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. And everybody, it is Saturday night. Um, we're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow morning's message starting a brand new series at Harvest called The Sequel. It's going to be amazing. Come on in. We're just going to be on Instagram tonight. Just on Instagram tonight instead of Instagram and TikTok. We're just going to be on Instagram tonight. Come on in and let me know where you are watching from. Speak to me as you come in. It's Saturday night, April 2nd. It's going to be an amazing month. Merced, California, good to see you. What's going on, y'all? Come on in. Speak to me. Indiana, good to see you. Aurora, something like a phenomenon. Good to see you. Shalom, come on in, y'all. Shalom is this Hebrew word we use at Harvest Church. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking all is well. Atlanta, let's go. Aurora, let's go. Chicago, let's go. Jersey, good to see you. Aurora, uh, Naperville, Jersey. Have you ever been to the Jersey Shore? Do you or you live close to that? Atlanta, good to see you. Bless you, woman. I got this Soto, Texas. Good to see you. Y'all come on in. Shout out to those already sewing already on the badges. DC, good to see you with me tonight. Centennial, Colorado, good to see you. Listen, guys, I'm excited. Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Uh, good to see y'all. I am excited about this new series starting tomorrow at Harvest. Uh, it's called The Sequel. Can I get a few of you to type that? The Sequel. It's going to be an amazing series. I was uh, I was walking. I, I I was I walked all the way to to Reed Ridge and beyond today. I did like uh, total. I think the total thir- just have thirteen miles today. All right, uh, Jersey Shore, about an hour away. Thank you so much, Denver. Good to see you, Cleveland. So the name of the series is called the sequel um, because your next is going to be better than your previous. Mm-hmm. I need you to lock in on that, that what's ahead of you is going to be better than what's behind you. Um, what's ahead of you is going to be better than what's behind you. Your sequel is going to be better than the original. Uh, I did a message in our relationship series in February called The Sequel um, and then decided to do a whole series and change this month's series as it was um, to be called The Sequel um, because uh, I need you to be excited about what's to come. The Bible says something powerful, Ephesians 3 and 20, that he does exceedingly, abundantly above all that you ask or think. Now, here's, here's what you need to understand about that. God will exceed what you ask. That means to pray for. Can I get somebody to say that? He'll exceed my prayers. So for many of you, watch me, this is why the enemy uh, likes to get you to get silent when it's time to pray, to where you say nothing. Um, This is why if you've ever watched me preach, I have you say a lot on lives. I have you say a lot. Why? Because everything that comes out of your mouth is a prayer. I need you to pay attention. The Bible says um, in James chapter five that... uh, um, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed that it would not rain, and it didn't. Well, when you actually go to 1 Kings to see what Elijah did, look at me. Elijah never talked to God. Elijah never talked to God. Elijah spoke to King Ahab and said, King, at my word, it will not rain. That's so important. Why? Because everything you speak, listen to me, Instagram, everything that comes out of your mouth, heaven says it's a prayer. 
So if God exceeds your prayers, that means God will exceed everything that comes out of your mouth, which is why one of your greatest prayers has got to be, Lord, help me to shut my mouth unless I am speaking life into my life. Lord, help me to be quiet so I don't be negative. Help me to be quiet so I don't put something in the atmosphere. Watch me, because James literally says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, meaning he's a speaking spirit. And he prayed. James calls it prayer. But in First Kings, he never prayed. He Listen, he did not say father in the name. Of course, he wouldn't have said in the name of Jesus. He's a Hebrew. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said that. Jesus hadn't come yet. Uh, God didn't uh, put himself in the body at that time. But when he spoke it, watch me, he said to the king, for some of you, watch me, the way you speak to uh, the atmosphere, the, the things that come out of your mouth, the way you speak to other people, the Bible says all of that is considered prayer. You are more powerful than you know. So when you say something negative and you say something crazy, then what you end up doing, there was something that I was saying for a while. I was like, it's a challenge. And I stopped saying it's a challenge because I said, oh my God, the enemy has been getting me to confess that and to put that in the atmosphere. So my prayer has been, Lord, this is a challenge. I pray for it to be a challenge. You know what I've been saying about it lately? As I said, that's going to be part of my testimony. I need about three of y'all on this live to put a praise on the screen because you got to change what's coming out of your mouth. He will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask. And everything that comes out of your mouth is a prayer. Can I take that even further? In the book of Numbers, the Bible says that the Lord was going to give them exactly what they asked for. Well, here's what they did. All they did was complain in the wilderness and say to Moses, look at me, they never said to God, that God had brought them out into the wilderness to kill them. They told Moses that God had brought them into the wilderness to kill them. And the Lord said, I heard everything you said, and I'm going to give you exactly what I heard you ask for. I'm going to give you exactly what I heard you ask for. Y'all got to hear this, which means, watch me, everything that comes out of your mouth is a prayer. Question, question. If you know that everything that comes out of your mouth is a prayer, then based on that, do you like what you've been praying for? Do you, let somebody says, come to Cleveland. I listen, let me get an invite. I'll be through there. Do you like what, do you like what you've been praying for? Do you like what you've been, because everything that comes out of your mouth is considered a prayer. Every single thing. What you speak to other people is considered a prayer. So this is why even when you on your phone, shooting the breeze with your friends, ladies, you on the phone with your girlfriends, fellas, you on the phone with your fellas, Everything that comes out of your mouth, heaven says is a prayer. So even when y'all, we just joking. Okay, but God says that's prayer. This is why the scripture says you will give an account for every idle word that comes out of your mouth. That's Matthew 12, 36. Every idle word. What's an idle word? It means you weren't really thinking about it. You just said it. And so for some of you, you're like, well, I pray and nothing's happening. Can I tell you why? Can I, can I help somebody tonight? Here's why nothing's happening. Because what you said to God is not what you said to your friend. So you canceled what you said to God when you said it to your friend because you thought, well, this isn't prayer. Oh, yes, it was. I'm waiting on some of the mind-blown emojis to pop up on the screen. You keep saying, well, I'm praying and nothing's happening. Look at me. It's not that nothing's happening. You canceled what you prayed for because what you said to God is different than what you said to your spouse. What you said to God is different than what you said to your uh, 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 to your friend. It's different than what you said to your sister. It's different than what you said to your brother. And since everything that comes out of your mouth 
is prayer. You literally canceled your own prayer out. So for every person on here who is mad at God because he didn't answer your prayers, can I help you tonight? Be mad at yourself because you're the one that canceled your own prayer out. This man is talking and I'm only eight minutes in. But for, for everybody that's, fr Lord, it's listen, listen, I'm, I'm all up in my business now. For everybody that says this is taking too long. Can I tell you, be mad at yourself because you're the one that canceled your own prayer out. You're the one that shut your own prayer down because you're the one that took, watch me, that took your, your, the power of your tongue and the power of your words and the power of your mouth. And you said one thing to God and you said one thing when you were pissed off. Come on, y'all, let's be real. You said one thing when you were angry. You said one thing when you were frustrated. So you canceled out your own prayer because you thought, well, I asked the Lord for this, but he ain't doing that. Mm -mm. He heard what you asked him for, and then he heard what you said to somebody else. So it canceled it out. Here's what I love. Oh, there you go. I still got a pulse, which means he still has a plan. Let's pray, y'all. Father, tonight, forgive us. For every time we got angry with you or frustrated with you or mad with you because we canceled out our own prayer because we didn't realize that according to James, everything that comes out of our mouth is a prayer. Everything that comes out of our mouth is a prayer. Forgive us tonight. And Father, we cancel every negative thing we've spoken contrary to that which we have asked you for and we pray that you cut those words down let those words have no fruit here's my prayer let those words have no power in the atmosphere no power in the spirit and we pray god that you would not here it is count it against us and jesus forgive us for our ignorance forgive us for our carelessness Forgive us for our careless words. And don't just forgive us, Father, but we need you to kill that fruit too. Y'all better pray with me tonight. Don't just forgive us, Father. We need you to kill that fruit, sir, so that what we've asked you for, which is what we truly desire, Father, that we would see it manifest. Here it is, sudden, fast forward movement. I could go up, sudden, Fast forward movement. We are in the season of the spring feast. All of those feasts represent sudden fast forward movement. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus name. Can I get you to put a praise on the screen? We're just on Instagram tonight, not on TikTok uh, tonight, uh, uh, but I need you to put a praise on the screen right there, right there, right there. That's a whole word for somebody. Because some of y'all are ticked off with the Lord and the Lord is like, are you mad at me? Why are you mad at me? You're the one that you're the one that canceled out what you said. You're the one that canceled out what you said. You're the one that canceled out what you said. You're the one that prayed and asked God for one thing. And then you went and said something else. Canceled it out. Because everything you say, look at me, everything you say, the Bible says, because you're a speaking spirit, you're in the image and the likeness of God is prayer. Everything you say. Did y'all hear that? Everything you say, everything you say, you are in the image and likeness of God himself. It is prayer. Everything. Everything. Which means, watch me, you, you, we have to be careful. Um, that we don't ask him for one thing and then go cancel what we asked for because we said something else, right? Ephesians 3.20, he will do exceedingly, 
abundantly. Above all, we ask for it. That's prayer and faith. That's expectation. That's desire. That's desire. God says, I want to exceed. He's not the God of equal. He's not, he's not, he's not the God of equal. He's the God of exceeding. He's the God of exceeding. He says, I want to go above and beyond what you ask for, above and beyond what you imagine, what you think. Um, that's the God that we serve. That's the God we believe in. Second Corinthians three says he takes us from glory to glory, from one degree to the next degree. Um, this is the God that we believe in. And so this series, the sequel is going to deal with that. Tomorrow's message is called affliction accelerates you. Affliction accelerates you. When, listen to me very carefully. This is so important. Whenever God wants to get you somewhere faster, he allows affliction. If y'all don't talk to me in these comments, whenever God wants to get you somewhere or to something or to someone faster, he allows affliction. I'm going to say it a third or fourth time for those of you in the back that's still waiting to respond. Whenever God wants to get something done in your life faster, he allows affliction. Affliction is acceleration in God's operating MO in the kingdom. In the kingdom, if God says, I want to get this done faster, he's going to allow trouble. He's going to allow affliction. That's where we're going tomorrow. Um, and we just ended this series that we were in um, called Stop. And the, the final message that I taught in, uh, on Wednesday stop, was Stop Overthinking It. Stop Overthinking It. And I want to connect the two series together for just a moment. And then I want for you to uh, use this tonight, use this live. Want to get excited about the word tomorrow, 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain, 11.15, 1.15 East Coast time. I want you to get excited about the word. And then I want you to share. I want you to share online, share it in your Insta story, share it on your Facebook. Um, you can go download the graphic off of any of our social media pages and the Harvard Search pages and share it with people. It's going to really be a word. This whole series is going to speak into your life. I don't preach. Um, off of height. I don't preach off of, I don't watch what somebody else is preaching. I don't do any of that. What I do is I say to the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to say to your people? And whatever you want me to say, sir, that's what I'm going to say. So that's how I operate. Um, I could care less about a trend. I could care less about what's hot, what's not. Because uh, at the end of the day, um, I have to, I have to give account to the Lord. All right. So listen, on Wednesday's message, I was teaching you about how to stop overthinking it. Wave at me if you can be honest that um, you sometimes overthink things. You sometimes overthink things. And I talked to you on Wednesday about the season that we're in. The season that we're in um, is the, are the spring feast. Um, the feast, in case you're unfamiliar with this, at Harvest, we don't honor things like Lent and, and uh, Ash Wednesday and stuff like that. We don't do that because that's not in the Bible. Um, it's just not scriptural. Nothing against those who do it. It's just not in the Bible. Now, uh, it was a custom for sackcloth and ashes to be used um, if people were in a time of mourning or repentance or something along those lines. But all the entire construction of that Lent and Ash Wednesday, all of that was man-made. What is in the Bible, nothing against people who choose to honor that. 
We uh, at Harvest and I uh, like to honor what's in the scripture and the feasts are in the scripture. There are seven major feasts. Seven is the biblical number of completion. It's the biblical number of shalom. So when you honor the feast, you see shalom. All right. The three fall feasts, four spring feasts. Uh, we are in the season of those springs feasts and those spring feasts. Here's what they represent. Sudden, fast, forward movement. All right. There's four distinct words there. Fast and forward are two separate words. Sudden, fast, forward movement. That's where you're at right now. Look at me. Because you are in the spring feast, which represents sudden, fast forward movement. Can I tell you what that means? God will allow affliction. Talk to me, y'all. If you are in a time where God says, I need to get some stuff done, you're taking too long. Can I talk to some of y'all tonight? You're taking too long. You're moving too slow. Who am I talking to tonight? You are, you, you have, you are, sitting, on, you are sitting on this too long. You are taking too long. You are moving too slow. You are vacillating about this. You're going back and forth with you know exactly what you're supposed to do. You're sitting on the decision. So watch me. If you're in a season of sudden fast forward movement, what does this mean? This means that God then has to allow affliction. He has to allow affliction. Why? To get you to whatever, wherever uh, uh, it is that he's designed. Now, listen. Um, the, the feast means sudden fast forward movement. Now pay attention to this. There are four spring feasts. The first is the Passover. This is the death of Jesus. The second is the feast of unleavened bread. And you can see all of these in Leviticus 23 and 2. And the scripture is very clear that these are to be honored forever. Now Christ is our final Passover lamb. So we don't sacrifice lambs, rams, what certain seasons say, lambs, rams, tomatoes, and all that. You don't do all that, all right? This is our final Passover lamb, but we still honor the feast, all right? Um, you can look at these in Leviticus 23 and 2. The Bible says the appointed time to establish peace of the Lord, which you so proclaim is holy convocations. Uh, a convocation is a meeting that God sets with us. So the spring feasts are meetings God sets with you. When you pray, when you praise, when you worship, you get an audience with God. But the feast is when God says, I want an audience with you. In other words, your prayer sets a meeting with him. The feast of when God sets a meeting with you. Can I get a few of y'all to put on the screen? He wants to see me. Y'all better talk to me. He wants to see me. He wants to see me. He wants to see me. He want, God says, I set up a time called the feast because I'm coming to see about you. You watch everybody else get what they pray for. I'm coming to get you. Who am I talking to? All right. Um, so, the Passover, Jesus is our final Passover lamb. The Passover originates, originates um, when the Hebrews are coming out of 430 years of Egyptian bondage. And I promise you, if you miss Wednesday's message, do yourself a favor. That thing was on fire. Do yourself a favor. Get in our app. Text the word harvest to 877-552-4746. Can I get a few of you to put that on the screen? I'll pin it. Um, go watch that word. Because when I got right there, Oh my God, I went up because there were so many little nuggets there. The first nugget is the Bible says um, that it was 430 years to the day, to the day, which means God waited until the last minute. God waited. Wow, that's a blessing. I'm so glad. Bless you, precious man. Glad you're on here. 
He waited until, look at me, he waited until the last minute. And for those of you that are like me that like to plan, you like details, look, look at me, can I help you? There are certain things that God says he's waiting to the last minute. And you may say, well, it seems like he's late. He's not late. He's just not on your timetable. He's not on your schedule. He's not on your, he's your God, not yours. He's, do you want a genie or do you want a God? Because you tell a genie, you run a genie, but watch me, a God runs you. To the day. He waits to the last minute. And for everybody on here, how many of you have some things going on in your life right now where you're like, what is this? And you're like, God, like the date, like this is getting closer and closer and closer. Can I help you? He waits to the very last minute because he's not on your time schedule. The second thing that was amazing to me, just little nuggets that, that just this whole Passover time was the Bible says that it was that night that Pharaoh sent them out. Which means not only did he wait to the last day, he waited literally until it was nighttime. In other words, could you imagine they had given up hope? They had given up hope. They were like, yeah, I look, yeah, well, you know, we pray. Well, maybe it just ain't, what's good? I want to come for some of your prayers. Well, maybe it just ain't going to happen for me this year. Shut up. And I may not with all love, but I need to talk to you aggressive tonight. Well, you know what? I guess, you know what? It's just, it, I just, I don't know if the Lord going to do it. Shut up. I don't know if it's going to happen for me. Shut up. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not sure how he's going to do it. Shut up. He's not on your schedule. I say that with all love. Please don't be offended. Please do not be offended. Please do not be offended. Um, you got to hear me. He waited until the last minute at nighttime, at nighttime. And then Pharaoh brought them in. Watch me. Here's the other thing. Your name's going to be brought up. Watch me. And it's going to be brought up at just the right time. Can I get a few of y'all to put your initials on the screen? Put somebody put BKF for me. Somebody put eight, uh, put Harvest Search on the screen too. Put your put your initials. If you want to put your full name, put your full name. Somebody put BKF for me. Somebody put Harvest Search for me. If you have a business, put your business name on the screen. Why? Because when you put it on the screen tonight, my prayer, it, my prayer is going to be that it's brought up at the right time. Pharaoh, watch me. Normally Moses. And Aaron, listen to me carefully. Normally, Moses and Aaron had to request an audience with Pharaoh. Some of y'all, listen, you've been having to reach for what you wanted. During Passover, what you want's going to reach for you. Jesus. During Passover, what you want is going to reach for you. Pharaoh called them in that night. Y'all not talking to me tonight. Pharaoh called them in that night. They didn't have to do anything. Pharaoh called them in that night. Pharaoh called them in that night. Y'all better put, come on. Pharaoh called them in that night. Pharaoh called them in that night. Pharaoh called them in that night. You've been reaching for what you wanted. I prophesy that what you want is about to reach for you. It's going to reach for you. The recruiter's going to email you. The client's going to inbox you. Y'all not talking to me. What you want is going to reach for you. So many, so much to this. It happened so quick. The Bible says that the bread they were preparing, they did not have time for the bread to rise. So immediately following the Passover, you get what's called, you get what's called, <clears throat> excuse me, you get what's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. 
And the Bible says for seven days, you're to eat unleavened bread because of how quickly it had to happen. See, this is why the Passover, it represents in the spring feast, they represent sudden fast forward movement. In other words, it happens so fast. Listen, some of you, I just heard the Lord loud and clear. You're about to move. Watch me. And it's going to be unexpected, but it's going to be better. It's going to be unexpected, but it's going to be better. There's several of you. You got leases that are about to come up in the next few months. Who am I talking to? Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. There's going to be a change. It's going to be sudden, but it's going to be better. Oh, my God. Bible says they had to leave overnight. All right. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. What does that mean for us today? Leaven represents error, represents sin. So during this time of the spring feast, we're to self-reflect and self-correct. Self-reflect and self-correct. And I'll teach more about these tomorrow. Self-reflect and self-correct. Self-reflect and self-correct during the feast. And, uh, uh, and then from there, you have what's called the day of first fruits. Somebody says, I'm about to run. Run in, run. The day of first fruits. Um, the day of first fruits literally represents when Jesus was resurrected. The Bible says, once you shall offer a male lamb, he shall be lifted up and, and you offer him. Um, and then you finally have from there the Feast of Pentecost, which is 50 days from Passover, right? And the one I want to focus in on is where we have Passover and unleavened bread, because that's coming up. Verse 8 of Leviticus 23 says, you shall present an offering by fire. So during feast season, we sow, during feast season, so fall and spring feast, we sow sacrificially. And our prayer, and if you've been paying attention, you've been watching me, our prayer, because that's going to be different for everybody. For some, that's going to be... Um, 5,000, some 25,000, some 100,000. Some of y'all, you're, you're about to hit the six-figure sewing club. But if you're sewing that much, imagine what you're reaping. Father, speak to us what we, to, what we are to sow during the spring feast. You said that we are to sow an offering made by fire. A sacrificial seed is to be sown through every feast season in the fall and in the spring. Father, speak to us what we are to sow and give us the grace to do it in Jesus' name. Um, listen, uh, I saw, and listen, I, I don't just preach this. I believe this. I sowed sacrificially and I sowed a, a big one-time seed in the fall. And all I can tell you is the Lord. Oh my God. Now, the, the Lord says, son, I got you. Oh, and did he take good care of me? Did he take good care of me? It's going to be different for every person. It's going to be different for every person. Um, and you can sow that through now. That you have to wait any day. You can sow that now all the way through February, or excuse me, through April 24th while we're in the feast season. All right. Um, here's what I want to focus in on. Um, remember, tomorrow's message is called Affliction Accelerates You. During, 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 bless you, minister. During um, the Passover, Pharaoh, he calls Moses and Aaron by night. Um, he summons them. He sends them out. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that they left with silver and gold and everything they asked the Egyptians for, which means, watch me, their next was better because while they were in Egypt, they didn't have silver. They didn't have gold. They, they didn't have the clothing of the Egyptians. But when they went into their next, they took it with them. For some of you, your present is preparing you. It's equipping you. It is giving you what you need to take into your next. Can I get a few of y'all on this stream tonight to say, I'm getting everything I need. You're getting the education you need. You're getting the experience you need. You're getting the knowledge you need. 
you are getting uh, 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 the wherewithal you need. Your, your, your skin has been thickening. Everything you need, you are getting in your present to prepare you for your next. You got to hear me. They Listen, they left rich, which means, pay attention, when they were going into their promise, um, the fact that they already had money meant that money wasn't the promise. Can I help some of y'all? The moment your focus is not on the money, that's when the money will never be something you worry about. I'm trying to help somebody. The moment your focus is not on the money, you got to hear that, is when the money will chase you down. As long as your focus is on the money, you're missing the promise because the promise is bigger than money. I need a few of y'all to put that on screen. This is bigger than cash. This is bigger than cars. This is bigger than clothes. This is bigger than money. And as long as you're focusing on the money, the money is always going to be an issue for you. He sent them out overnight rich. He sent them out overnight rich. So money was never the issue. They were still on their way to their promised land, even though they were already, watch me, they were already rich. They had everything they needed. The Bible says they plundered the Egyptians. Plunder means they took everything that they wanted. Look at me. And it was, look at me, look at me. And it was given to them. It was given to them. For some of you, you're about to make calls on stuff that's not for sale and say, I want that. And they're going to make you a deal. But you, did you hear what I just said? There's no sale sign on it. I'm talking to three of you on here tonight. There's no sign on it. They're not leasing it. They're not selling it. But when you call, things are going to change. Your voice is going to have the, a, an anointing on it to make them give you what you ask for. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? It's bigger than cash cars and goes. Y'all, he sent them into the promised land or to, on the journey to the promised land because they didn't make it at first. Took them 40 years to get there. And then even when they got there, they couldn't keep it. Um, but, but he sent them out and it was bigger than money. You got to stop making decisions just based on money because it's bigger than money. It's so much bigger than money. It is so much bigger than money. And as long as you keep looking at the money, you're going to miss the promise. You're going to miss the promise. Right? Because what did he teach them how to do? And I'm going to deal with this in tomorrow's message. There's so much he taught them while they were in Egypt. And for most people, you're so busy trying to get out of your present that you don't prosper in your present. You don't, you don't do well in your present. I, for years, looked at being in Denver as a sentence. And, and I've, I've shared this with you because I was like, God, you know, it's 46 out of 50 for Lord Surgeon Tennis. And it's only 4% African-American. There's not a lot of ethnic and racial diversity and all of that. And he said, son, you're, you're not getting it. And until you stop viewing it that way, go back and study, go back and get the lesson. Go back and get the lesson to where I said, oh my God, I've been so blessed. I am so blessed that have started here in Denver and seeing God do amazing things that I'm just getting started, but to see God do amazing things here. Why? Because, uh-oh, because there were things that the Lord taught me here that I'm glad I learned here. It wasn't punishment. It was preparation. Who am I talking to? It wasn't punishment. It was preparation. It wasn't, it wasn't a sentence. It was a setup. I remember I was sitting talking to 
um, the general manager of a particular establishment. And he was talking about um, his current living situation and just things with his family and just stuff like that. And his family was in ministry, uh, grew up in ministry, so he grew up in church and all that. And we were talking, and he told me about that. And I had to tell him that. And I told him that. And I told him, I said, that is not a sentence, that's a setup. And he went, he told his wife, next time I saw him, um, we were doing a deal and he was purchasing something for me. And, uh, and, uh, and he said, I told my wife what you said. It's not a sentence, it's a setup. Boom. It, all right. It is not a sentence, y'all. It's a setup. It's not punishment. It's preparation. It's preparation. Because he does, the Bible says he does the ending before the beginning. You go from the beginning to the end. Boom, boom, boom. He goes from the end to the beginning. Well, he knows what's next. You don't. So because he knows what's next, he's preparing you for things that you don't even understand why. And for some of you, watch me. Your life is the, your last few years are about to make sense. You're going to understand why you went through what you went through, why you went, lived where you lived, why you met who you met, why you had, couldn't walk with who you used to walk with, why you saw certain things on social. Some of you are about to figure out why, how did you find Bishop Foreman on social media? You're about to be like, oh my God, now I understand. Oh my God, now I get it. Now I understand why I needed to have a voice of strength to speak into my life. Why I needed your iron. You need iron to speak into your life. You, you're too strong for aluminum foil. You can't have no punk speaking life into you. You need strength speaking. So many things are about to come together. You got to hear that. It's not punishment. It's preparation. It is not a sentence. You are not being sentenced. You are being set up. And I had to learn that. I literally had to learn that. And to the point where I was like, God, I am so grateful. I am so thankful. Like I was sitting there complaining. I was like, shut up, dude. Like God has been good to you. God has been really good to you. Does that, is that helping anybody? Aren't because I had to literally look at that at my own journey with the Lord. And because uh, can I be honest? Because I look at other, I'm like, Lord, but look, this one's doing this in this city and this one's doing If I was in that city, if I was in that city, and if I had that hand, and if I had that. And the Lord said, but son, you're missing how well I'm, you're missing how good you're doing. You're missing how good I'm taking care of you. You're missing how many lives you're, you're missing what I'm doing in the moment because you are comparing your moment to somebody else's moment. That's a word for somebody right there. Don't miss what he's doing in your moment because you're comparing your moment to somebody else's moment. He's been super good to you. Come on, let's just release a praise on the screen. Everybody, everybody that's not driving, can you type a praise on the screen? Even if you're one of them people who you watch and you never comment, can you just do that? Look, don't do it for me. Do it to, for God. You ain't doing it for me. Can you put some type of praise on the screen that he's been really good to you? He's been really good to you. All you got to do is walk through your downtown one day and see people living in boxes and see people that are dirty and haven't been able to bathe and see people that are... All you have to do is take one trip in your city's downtown and you'll see just how good he's been to you because it could have been you, should have been you, should have been you, but he's been good. He's been good. He has been good to us. Hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, that's so good. 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 Come on. That is so good. Right? Um, so during this, during this, during this time, 
where the Passover came from. Pharaoh sends them out overnight, but they learn how to build. There's so much they learn in Egypt that they were going to need in their promised land. And on Wednesday, I said this to you, um, that uh, when you look at the at the Israelites' Passover, the Hebrews, their Passover, those term, terms are interchangeable in this context. And there's Pharaoh and his army, but God tells them not to worry. Exodus 14, 15, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? So remember, he sends them out overnight. They have no time for the bread to rise. So they give us called the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which for us, it means to relieve air, uh, remove error from our lives. They take a journey. And as they're leaving Egypt, they get to the Red Sea. When they get to the Red Sea, guess who's behind them? Pharaoh and his army. But here's what I love. The Bible says that the Lord, he, he was behind, listen to me. He was in front of them, leading them where they should go. Pillar uh, cloud by day, pillar fire by night. He was leading them where they should go. But when Pharaoh's army came, here's what I love. This is Exodus 14 and 19. The angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved and went behind them, coming between the host of Egypt, host means army, host of Egypt and the host of Israel. Here's what's so dope about this. I don't even use that word that much, but I'm going to use it right now. You ready? This is what's dope. God says, listen, I'm going to come in between you and them so they can see you, but they cannot touch you. I'm going to come in between the Hebrew army and the Egyptian army. They can see you, but they can't touch you. Can I tell you why there's people who talk about you, but they are never going to say it to your face? Because the Lord stands in between you and them. Can I tell you why there are people who, who write stuff passive aggressive on social media about you, but they ain't never going to say nothing to you? It's because they can see you, but they cannot touch you. They cannot touch you. They cannot touch you. Who am I talking to right now? They cannot touch you. They can see you, but they cannot touch you. Why? Because I've got a, I've got an angel between me and them. And the Lord says, and you better not, you better not touch him. He gets very, he gets very aggressive about you. Oh my God, I know this for myself. He gets very aggressive about me. He is very aggressive when people come, come incorrect to me. He's very aggressive. He gets in between you and them. This is why some of y'all, you be like, I'm finna, I'm finna call someone, so I'm finna do this. And the Holy Ghost said, nope, you ain't finna do nothing because he'll get in between you and them. Uh-oh, can I go deeper? There are some people you used to be close with, you're no longer close with because God says, watch me. I need to show you that they're, watch me, that they, that they ran with you, but they weren't running, watch me, but they weren't running for you. They were around you, but, but, but they were not wanting to see you win. So he'll get in between certain relationships. It's quiet, y'all. He'll get in between certain friendships. He'll get in between people you used to kick it with. He'll get in between, am I talking to anybody? He'll get in between, he'll get in between you two. Jesus. We got to wrap this up. God was like, uh-uh, we ain't doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. I've watched this happen. I've watched people. And some of y'all are like, why did someone so ghost me? Can I tell you why? He, you ready for this? This is a whole word. He got in between y'all. He did. He did. And I know y'all were friends since the 11th grade. I can get real prophetic if you want me to. Who am I talking to right now? I know y'all were friends since the 11th grade. I know it. But he will literally get in between y'all. And say, no, we're not doing this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're not doing this. Mm-mm. We're not doing this. Nope. Nope. Don't deal with her. She she crazy. Don't deal with her. Don't mess with her. I'm coming in between this. Don't deal with him. He's a distraction. I'm getting in between this. Yep. Yep. And you're going to call it ghosting. And you want to know? You did get ghosted. The Holy Ghost. 
You did get ghosted. I'm talking to you. There you go. Got the Holy Ghost. You did get ghosted. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. You got ghosted. The Holy Ghost. He'll get in between. There are people that you were trying to connect with, people you were trying to hang out with, people you were trying to kick it with. And God was like, mm -mm, we ain't even doing this. We're not even doing this. We're not doing it. Can I tell you, when you pray a prayer like, Lord, protect me, he's going to protect you. And part of protecting you means he will come in between you and people that have no business in your future. <clears throat> God, I want to preach this thing tonight. God, I want to preach this thing tonight. I promise you, I literally want to grab a mic and just set up right here and just have church. I promise you. I, want, <laughs> I promise you. I got some of them videos of the virtual choir from coronavirus. I just play some of those and preach. Listen, I promise you. All right. He will get in between that. Look at this. Um, the Lord got in between them. The Lord got in between them. Um, you got, yeah, that's so good. You got holy ghosted. That's like a, that's a, that's a whole word. Oh my God. That verse right there. It's a powerful word. All right, here we go, y'all. We're almost done. So during the Passover for the Hebrews, Pharaoh and his army is there, but God says not to worry. Now, remember, where do we start? Whenever God wants to get you somewhere faster, he allows acceleration. So here's the deal. They could have, you ready for this? They could have, why did they not just go around the Red Sea? I'm going to help somebody. Why not just go around the Red Sea? Um, why go through it? Like, that's a lot of effort. We can just go around this thing. We can just go around this thing. We can just go around this thing. Like, why, why in the world? Like, let's just walk around it. This doesn't make any sense. Why would we go through this? What, like, why would we even go? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Let's just walk around it. You ready? Um, the Lord tells them not to overthink not to overthink. Guys, let's make sure we're not spamming in the comments. Uh, uh, he tells them not to overthink. He tells them not to overthink. He says, uh, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. In other words, do not worry. Do not worry. Oh, I'm going to deal with that. Do not worry. At Jesus' Passover, at Jesus' Passover, there's Judas. Um, but Jesus doesn't overthink it or worry. He doesn't do that. At Jesus, what did Jesus, what did Judas do? What did Judas do, everybody? Judas, listen, Judas was an accelerator to get Jesus to the cross. The Red Sea was an accelerator, but why did they have to go through it? So look at me, look at me. Why couldn't they walk around it? Because God wanted to kill Pharaoh's army. See, there, oh my God, y'all ready? Okay, I probably got to get out the chair. Excuse me, I'm kicking the camera and everything. I probably got to get back. You ready for this? This is so good to me. This is so good to me. This is so good to me. Um, why could they not go around it? Why did they have to go through it? Why did they have to go through it? They had to go through it for this reason. Um, this was not just about them seeing a miracle. This was about God making sure that the enemy they faced, they'd never see again. Why? Because he was going to kill them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Y'all not listening. There are certain things you're like, well, Lord, why can I do that? That seems easier. Because God says, no, this is not just, listen, you need to see a miracle because you need to know I work miracles. You need to see my signs. You need to see my wonders. So you need to see that. But not only do you not to see that, but listen, I need to wipe all of these marks out in one swoop. I'm going to take them all down in one swoop. 
And if you go around, you're still going to have to fight them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make you go through it because I'm going to shut down your enemies. And the Bible says, and the enemy you see today, you shall see no more again forever. How do you know you ain't going to see him forever? Because I'm about to drown him. And the Bible says that the Lord, listen, that even as they were marching or, and their, their chariots and things, that their chariots began to get jammed up. Why? So that they couldn't even re jam. Oh, jam. Listen, that was the original Teddy's jam. They had a jam in their chariots so that they could not even get across the Red Sea. God says, I'm going to take your enemy out. For some of you, oh, watch me. While he's about to show you a miracle, he's also about to make sure that he handles who's been giving you hell. Y'all better come on. While he's about to give you a miracle, he's also going to take care of some other stuff at the same time. See, God knows how to kill two birds with one stone. He's like, you about to get a miracle and I'm about to kill them. I'm about to take them out for messing with you. They shouldn't have messed with you. And Pharaoh's going to have to watch his army drown because Pharaoh never dies. Pharaoh watches his army go into there. But Pharaoh does not go into the Red Sea. So Pharaoh has to watch the Hebrews go across and watch his army be drowned and sit there and watch it. There are certain ones of you where you're like, God, why are you letting so-and-so get away with this? Because I want them to watch. I want them to watch that every lie they told about you, I'm going to drown it. I want them to watch that everything they did to set you up, I'm going to drown it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to, ask me, um, and I don't want to get into a discussion too deep about this. I just want to use it for example. Everybody saw Will Smith smack Chris Rock. Everybody saw that. What was amazing is that Chris Rock's ticket sales went up by 800% after the slap heard around the world. You, 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 affliction brought about acceleration. He sold more tickets in a couple of days after that than the last few months of his ticket sales for his tour. What am I trying to tell you? That principle was working. Oh, my God. That, pr that principle was working. God says, I'm going to let them watch. Oh, my God. I'm going to let them watch. His tickets went from $40 to almost $400 a ticket. Jesus. Okay, we got to go because this thing is good to me. Um, the Hebrews, when they're there, um, the Lord says, go for it. Don't worry about it. Stop overthinking it. Don't worry about why you can't go around it. That's not what we're doing. We're going through it. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I'm going to handle your enemies. I'm going to make Pharaoh watch. I'm going to watch them see every trap they set for you. I'm going to watch. They're going to watch it fail. I'm going to watch them see everything they were hoping you wouldn't do. I'm going to watch. They're going to watch their plans fail. They're going to watch their plans fail. I'm going to leave Pharaoh alive, but I'm going to kill his plans. Mm. I pray every plan of the enemy, every trick of the enemy, every scheme of the enemy. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the Lord shut it down and that the Lord kill it. And let who devised it watch it die. Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay, y'all, we got to go. If you agree with that, put a praise on the screen. We got to go. At Jesus' Passover, there was Judas. At, during the spring feast for Jesus, there was Judas. And I've taught you that Judas' name means a peephole in a door. 
Judas was proof that Jesus was at a door. What did Judas do? Judas accelerated. He accelerated Jesus getting to the cross, which is what he came to the earth to do. What did Pharaoh do when they were at the Red Sea? He accelerated them getting to the other side. Why? Had they gone around it, it would have taken longer. Pharaoh became an accelerator. Affliction accelerates you. Jesus didn't worry about it. He didn't overthink it. What did he do? John 13, 27, and we're done. Then after he'd taken the morsel, Satan entered him, talking about Judas. Jesus said to him, what you're going to do, do it quickly. Hurry up. And what did Judas do? He went, he got the people he was going to get to come uh, arrest Jesus and all of that. He was like, you're taking too long. Hurry up. And the disciples, the, those that were sitting, um, the ruling apostles, the, the bishops, as Acts 1 tells, calls them, that are sitting around the table, they're like, they thought Jesus had sent them out to go buy some food. They're like, oh, hurry up and go buy the food and get back. They didn't realize that Jesus was telling them, I know what you're up to. Hurry up. For some of you, watch me. You, there, there are certain things that are happening with people and you just need to say, can you just hurry up? Can, can you just hurry up? Can you just hurry up? Hurry up. Hurry up. Listen, if, if you're going to be disloyal, can you just do it today? Can you hurry up? If you're going to lie, can you just go ahead and tell it now? Hurry up. Hurry up. Hey, 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 hey. If you're going to leave, can you just hurry up? Go, go, go. Go so I know who needs to feed in the seat. Go. Hurry up, Judas. Bye. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry. Do what you're going to do and do it quickly. If it look, look at me, look at me. You don't want to be my friend? Can you just let me know now so you can go? You can just go. You can just go. Just go. Ain't no need in dragging this out. You can go. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hey, 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 hey. If you don't want to be do business together, that's fine. You can go. You can go. Name says home. You can go. 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 Hurry up. Why? Affliction is an accelerator. That's tomorrow's message. Affliction is an accelerator. I receive that. It is my time. Maybe I'm, affliction is an accelerator. Tomorrow, y'all, I'm excited about the word. Anybody else excited about it? We're going to go into the ways that affliction accelerates you. And there are, are four ways that affliction accelerates you. I'm going to teach you those tomorrow at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Listen, this is going to be posted on my page. I want to ask you all to share it. The reason I do the preview, the name stays home. Y'all know that's a movie, right? The name stays home. Um, so I've got to do it. Um, this is going to be in my, uh, on my page. I'd love for you to share it. Can I get a few of you to commit to sharing it? What, why do we share? When you share, people get saved. We're, we're at almost, I think, like 200 decisions for the year. We're going to see 1,000 this year. Y'all better hear me clearly. We're going to see 1,000 this year. It's going to be amazing. All right? Um, so share this. If this bless you tonight, I want to encourage you to bless what blesses you and sow into it. How can you sow? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two, F-O-R-E-M-A-N, with the number two at the end. You can use PayPal, Bidmo, Zelle, Kip, uh, Givelify. It's your favorite. It's one of my favorites too. Um, uh, PayPal, Zelle, uh, Givelify, and Given if you want to give through crypto. That email is hello at harvestchurch.church if you want to give that way. Uh, but I encourage you to always be a blessing to what blesses you. I'm a sower, y'all. I'm a giver. Anybody else like me? You're a sower. You're a giver. I'm a giver. Um, I am always being blessed with something. People say, why are you out you know? I said, because I'm a giver. I said, if you saw what I saw, if you saw what I sowed, then, you, then you'd understand my harvest. If you saw what I sowed, then you'd understand my harvest. 
if you saw what I sold, you'd understand my harvest. And not just and not just financially, but it starts with finances, but not just finances. I said, if you see how I sold into men and women of God, if you see how I sow into leaders, if you if you see how I sow, then you then you would understand why God is, then you would understand my harvest. Somebody said, what's the number to sow into? Um, I want to get, let's tie it to Exodus 15 and, and Exodus 14 and 20. Exodus 14 and 20. So sow something with those numbers in it. 1420. 1420. You need $20.14, 14 and 20, 124, whatever. Something with that. Um, where does that come from, Bishop? It's from 1 Samuel chapter 9. It's called sowing to seal. When a word speaks life into you, you sow to seal that word. You can look that up for yourself in 1 Samuel chapter 9. But that's the scripture that says that the Lord came in between the host of Egypt and the host of Israel. That thing, bless me, good right there. I got to put that in a whole, let me look, let me copy and I got to copy that and put that in a, I got to put that somewhere. I got to put that in some message because, uh, listen, that's deep. The Lord came in between them. That's so good. Oh my God. Some of y'all are like, I don't know why this relationship won't work. The Lord came in between y'all. That's why. That's why. That is so good to me. Last thing I want to do tonight, if you were on here and you're not saved, guess what? Like God's coming to get you tonight. If you need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord, or you just want to be sure. Um, Bishop, save from what? Save from you, number one. Save from hell, number two. Save from the hell you create on earth, number three. Save from having to figure this out on your own. Uh, life is not a punk, um, but when you have the Lord, life has a purpose. Life has a plan. It's more to life than just having babies and paying bills and dying. You need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on three. Do me a favor. Do the hand with emoji or say it's me wherever you're at. When you do that, I'm going to lead you in a quick prayer and we're off of here. And we're done. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Do the hand with emoji or say it's me on the count of three. One, two, three, go. Respond right now. Don't think twice about it. If you're not sure, be sure. Don't talk about Bishop. When I, you know, when I was 12, I gave my life to the Lord at St. Jude Missionary Baptist Church. Baby, bye. I need you to be sure. I need you to be sure. Nothing wrong with being sure. And guess what? You're in a safe place. You're in a safe space. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to condemn you. Nobody's going to beat you down. And if they do, you let me know and we're going to handle that because we don't do that. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in tearing people down. I don't believe in beating people down. I believe in speaking life to people. And when you speak life to people, people come alive. All right? Do that hand with emoji. Just say it's me. You become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure wherever you're at. I see you. I see you. I see you. All right? All right? Do that response. Respond. Respond. Much love. Miss you. Miss you. You can always come in the building. You can always come in the building. You can always watch online. Much love. Much love. Much love. I'm going to count you down. Five. I'm waiting on you. Do that. Have every emoji says to me. Four. Three. Waiting on you. Two. Waiting on you. One. Waiting on you. Waiting on you. Waiting on you. I do that countdown, y'all. If you've been rocking with me, I see, see. This is why I do that countdown. This is why I do that countdown. Because sometimes people are on the edge. Don't let the enemy play you into saying you're going to be embarrassed. Nobody's going to. Listen. Nobody's going to be embarrassed. Nobody's going to be embarrassed. I just want to make sure that if tonight was your last night on earth and this was the last thing you saw, this was the last video you saw, this was the last opportunity you had to come to the Lord, I want to make sure I did my assignment and gave you that opportunity. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Everybody pray this prayer with me. I'm going to say it one more time for some of you because tonight might be your last night on the earth. You do not, the Bible says tomorrow is not, it's not a promise. 
And if you need to be sure you want to be saved tonight, you still have time to respond. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace, Father, to run this race. In Jesus' name, amen. So we just prayed that prayer for the first time. I just need you to do one more thing. Text the word decision. They're going to put it on the screen. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. I love you all. I pray you have an amazing night. Again, if this blesses you, be a blessing. You can use the cash app. You can even use the badges too. I forgot to mention the badges here. Um, dollar sign, Bishop Formal with the number two. Um, or PayPal, Zale, Zale, give the file, all of that. Hello at harvestchurch.church. All right. I love you guys. I'm excited about this series in the morning. The sequel. Tomorrow's message, Affliction Accelerates You. you if you don't have to be in Denver, you can be anywhere. Uh, and you can watch on one of our digital platforms. Hello. Or excuse me. Text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. You can get our app. It's the best way to stay connected. Have an amazing night, everybody. Love you all. I'm so... I really promise you, I really want to preach this word tonight because this thing is just like... It's bubbling up on the inside of me. Anyway, have a good night. Love you. Shalom. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.